What shall we look at this evening? Hey, Sequoia, this is Anne. Hi, Anne. I said that and I realized I was muted. <laughs> it really helps to unmute yourself. <laughs> it, it really helps. It, it, it's a necessity to unmute oneself, yeah. <laughs> oh, my heavens. Um, well, I, um, I'm just, I wanted to talk about our, our assignment for this week during the year long. I'm just having so much fun with it. Um, and guess what? I saw something. <laughs> um, I was, so, I, I just, sorry, go ahead. That's okay. Just that, just the, that you ha- you're having fun with it, and you also had um, you saw something with the assignment. Yeah. Two great things. Yeah. yeah. So, so ever since the um, pandemic started, I've been doing um, Zoom yoga classes, um, uh-huh. uh, f- uh, five days a week, uh, and, which has been amazing. And um, so I was in my yoga class the other day, and it suddenly occurred to me, oh my heavens. I could silently reflect my yoga teacher giving me instructions in yoga. And it was like this revelation. It had never even occurred to me till then, of course, but then it did occur to me. Uh, so because of the uh, working with the assignment in the, in the um, year long, it, it, it dropped in that you could actually reflect what the yoga teacher was saying. Yeah, and I thought, as I was doing it, I thought, wow, this is a great way to learn how to be a yoga teacher <laughs> because, you know, I'm reflecting how the description of the pose is and it's really helping me be there. And um, so it was a one wonderful, wonderful experience. And then this morning, right before yoga, I, um, I got some uh, upsetting information and um, I went into yoga class and I just watched how it, it was such a wonderful practice. Um, it's kind of like counting the breath. When, as I was trying to reflect, silently reflect my yoga teacher, I would just watch, my mind would just go off into this, you know, the thing that was upsetting me and, you know, just all of this stuff. And it was such a great practice because I don't think I would have clear, had clearly seen um, getting caught in conditioned mind the way I did if I weren't practicing attempting to silently reflect the yoga teacher, if you were able to follow all of that. I, I, let me, let's see if I did. I think I did. <laughs> so much like the same way that we count the breath when we're meditating so that there is uh, a structure within which to, to notice when we've drifted off and, a, and a, actually a structure to come back to the present with, yes. You, yes. you noticed that same thing with the yoga class. Um, it wasn't counting the breath this time, but it was uh, reflecting what the teacher said, and it really assisted you to see when the mind had gone off in another direction. Yeah, yeah, and of course, you know, obviously doing poses and breathing in the pose, all of that helps as well, but there was something about having a specific activity for the mind that really helped underline that process. Mm-hmm. It, it had, the mind had a job to do. Yes. Yes, yes. And then I noticed that um, 
being in conversation with people when when there's an emotional charge around what's going on it's much more difficult to do the silent reflection because there's so much conditioned mind activity happening uh-huh so you found it more difficult when there was an emotional charge to just stay with the reflection yes yes and i'm just loving the exercise because it's it reveals so much um and I love the thing this morning from a caller talking about reflecting everything, like the reflect the tree, wave, you know, waving in the breeze. or what, I mean, it hadn't even occurred to me to reflect inanimate things. It's like, just like it suddenly occurred to me to reflect my yoga teacher, and that opened up a whole new world. Now reflecting um, nature. It's like, wow, i got to try that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Just seeing that the reflecting doesn't have to ever end. It doesn't isn't based on having a... A, a person around to reflect a conversation that it can actually it can be nature it can be any inanimate object or any object to just reflect yes I'm so glad you said that Sequoia because what I saw was I had a limited definition of the practice being a conversation between me and another person or me and a group and I didn't think of my yoga class as a conversation so it wasn't something to reflect but so it's uh-huh. kind of similar to the tree in that it's not, I don't, I didn't consider it a conversation, so it didn't fit in the mold that I had in my head. But to, to, now what I want to do is look for all the ways that practice can happen outside of the definition that conditioned mind has of a, a conversation. Did you follow it's, that? <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think so. It's, it's great, though, that, you know, it just, it just opened up, it sounds like some, barriers got knocked down you know how conditioned yeah. mind would just uh, limit it to well this is an exercise that can be done only in this particular situation and you have to find a person and all that was taken away like it, it's a process that can be actually practiced unendingly yeah in fact when when you were reflecting that i was just sitting here um, i'm sitting in half lotus and i was looking at my foot and i thought wow i mean i could even reflect my body which i hadn't even thought of i have no idea what that would look like but that would be a fun thing to do too mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes you can reflect the body and you know boy it just a call to presence to just really yes. pay attention and be available to reflect what is yes 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 so i really like um i'm just really enjoying the assignment can you tell (laughs) Mm, it's so it it it, yes it and uh and thank you for sharing your enjoyment so we all get to participate in that enjoyment oh thank you sequoia Mm -hmm. gusho gusho Margaret? Margaret. Hi, Sequoia and Sangha. Um, well, that was just wonderful because I'm, I'm in a place of just really appreciating this week of practice because of, it feels like really under, well, understanding, really getting it graphically and experientially how much conditioning 
takes over, how much it would take over, just at the drop of a, a hat, a glance away. Um, yeah, just how quickly it could be there and how this process of reflecting, whether it's silently or <laughs> or on the cushion or, or you know, verbally um, aloud, but it, 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 it makes it so that I'm there present. I'm present more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, is what was just spoken to. Just that, that process of reflecting is an incredible tool to, um, to support presence. Yes. Yeah, um, and to seeing through the eyes of love and the eyes of, of presence um, and not being caught up in a story. And what, what's been very moving to me is reflecting um, on my own experience of doing this practice Kind of beginning with um, some guidance from a a Shwini, I would guess maybe four years ago, was on retreat um, about just being with my sister without saying anything. Um, And if I were going to say anything, it would be to reflect. And I was, I could see that then taking that guidance back into um, incorporating it in my life with my sister, um, that when I would have phone conversations with her, it took me really a long time, um, not once I started the practice that Ashwini mentioned, but before that, to really see that I'd always been looking at, I'd always (laughs) been in a story about my sister, and i barely even listened to her and everything I was judging about her this is also one of these filters that from her Sunday class it's like I never saw her for who she was because Mm. instead conditioning was looking was there you know and it was just taking over all the looking and there wasn't any real seeing or love there because of that until mm-hmm. I started doing that practice of, of just, you know, just being quiet and listening. Or finally when I heard of it maybe a year or two ago of silently to myself just reflecting what she was saying because I was practicing that in the Reflective Listening Buddies program mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. me stay present with the person and mm-hmm. to remember what they said. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, so just really appreciating guidance that you got like four years ago, and it sounds like it really changed your relationship with your sister, uh, giving you an opportunity to um, just be present to her. And I heard you mention, yeah, to just be have love available, um, whereas previously you just really hadn't hadn't even known who she was or, you know, there was that, that filter there, the conditioned mind running. But in practicing silence and reflecting, 
it sounds like you didn't mention this but it sounds like maybe it brought you closer in your relationship oh absolutely in fact i mean now i it's palpable that i love her i i mean it's just there uh, mm-hmm. and and before that it was it was there was just a story running that that um I won't go into it because it's just all sorts of, you know, um, mm-hmm. self-hating things that mm-hmm. were, you know, and and so that that was just incredible um, to have that turned around for me by just being present and accepting and you know there was this there was this wonderful quote that made me laugh from Dolly Parton about if you see someone who isn't smiling give them one of your smiles <laughs> mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I just love that and it feels like I couldn't do that before to my sister mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. it would be no problem I you know whatever do do all kinds of things that weren't possible you know, it's sort of, yeah, the, those filters um, that we've been looking at and the, you know, the, just the awareness that I don't know. Conditioning certainly doesn't know. And just so, I'm just so grateful to be um, having a further depth of experience of seeing it for what it is. Mm. Of seeing conditioning for what it is. Um, yes. Yes, and it sounds like you're describing this, really having the experience of the difference between having a relationship ego to ego and what that was like and what it is to just um, step aside from that ego relationship and be in an authentic relationship mm-hmm. with your sister. At least we can do it on the phone. Or I can do it on the phone. It works on the phone. It works on the phone. Really quite wonderfully. Um, and, yeah, and I, anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking it will work in person, but I have to wait and see. Uh-huh. Well, it's good practice. So you're practicing on yeah. the phone. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Sequoia. Thank you, Margaret. Jan, Rebecca, and then Jan. Yeah. So you know what that um, the all of the talk about reflecting reminded um, me of an exercise that um, that I do sometimes that I have found very very helpful, and it really is a form of reflecting. And we've talked about it. Um, it's around. It, it's about you know, when you're just kind of narrating everything you're doing. So 
I'm moving my left foot and I'm feeling the ground under my foot and now I'm now I'm lifting my right arm and I'm touching this tree and you know it's reflecting everything that's happening and I just I'm just so turned to that especially when the voices are just bombarding you know and they're in and um, can hardly it, it's like um, clinging to the rock of presence, <laughs> you know, that it's like I, I just, I cannot be in the head, and it's just yammering so loud, and, and that, that process of narrating what is actually here, what this body is doing. I mean, I've even gone so far as using the pad of my right index finger to touch, the, you know, you just get very or I would just get very, very specific about what is actually here. And it's just like a life raft. Mm. Yeah, what a great point that it's a form of reflecting um, what, you know, the type of of reflecting that you're describing that you engage in is just this narrating um, what is happening moment by moment. I mean, even down to the smallest detail and how you find that to be just a life raft uh, of presence, especially yeah. when the voices are going at you. Yeah, you know, and, and and as I was looking at it and listening to the call tonight, I was, I was just really touched by, um, so kind of coming off some uh, rugged, you know, attacks by ego and putting into practice these tools it's been it it's really like um um and you know how we say the mentor comes through and it's for these times that we practice and thing and you know things like that it really does feel like that that practice the practitioner or something kind of swooped in and just mm-hmm. knew exactly what to do to save this human being who was under attack. Wow. So really rough times. And, and to have that experience of being um, guided to exactly yeah. what was needed, exactly what was needed at the time to, you know, to um, like you said earlier, I think you called it, a life raft or yeah yeah and and when it's really rugged and really needed there it was yeah yeah it it really is so much like having an internal team you know like um you know this is this this dropped in for the second time in this conversation you know how we use that image of the goose and the drafting and you know uh, it, it kind of like that happens internally. Like there's all of these, I don't know, I, I wouldn't call them personalities because it's not that at all, but it's just like all of these ways, all of these tools, all these you know ways of being or something, I don't know, a multiplicity that comes in and, and um, you know, we have all these tools and the right one shows up. And, it, and I guess the bottom line, what I'm kind of getting at, is it's all for 
uh, happiness. The happiness uh, in this with a capital H because it's not about the, you know, Hallmark card, giddy, you know, happy. It's it's about no matter what is going on, there's there's a way to be okay, really, really, really in well being, mm-hmm. and and that there's a there's so much support for that, you know, and I I don't. It, you know, I think it's a result of a lot of years of practice, a lot of external, quote, external support from numerous places, you know. So it, in a way, it's the outer team, uh, reflect, the inner team reflected outwardly and the outward team internalized, if you know what I mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to just, yeah, to just realize that um, <laughs> there's that, yeah, the outer team reflected internally and that there is that um, happiness with a capital H that is there and available no matter what the circumstances. And it just sounds like you're describing tonight, you know, what what comes forth to support um, knowing that happiness. And yeah. And that what is needed to know that happiness is right here and available. Yes. And what, yeah, and as you're reflecting that, something really significant just dropped in again that I, uh, that I saw and heard last week. And that was in, it, 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 the happiness is not only available, it's choosable. You know, it's the, it's the mm-hmm. process of choosing it. And and I think it was Ashwini that said uh, that because you know that that the fact that it's choosable points to that is what we are. You know, if it's not, if that wasn't what we were, then it would not be available. It wouldn't be choosable. But there's this practice yes. and this willingness to choose it again and again that willingness to choose it again and again, and it sounds like, yes, and to recognize it. And, yes, to, to it, it wouldn't be there. It wouldn't, if, it, you know, if we had absolutely no, uh, if we didn't have a relationship with it already, if we didn't know yeah. that, if, it just wouldn't be. We wouldn't recognize yeah. it. Yeah. So it feels like a, a just a just a, like a um, utterly compassionate, kind, uh, you know, all those words. Um, practice, you know, and the reflecting is what embodies it. I think, and so I'm just, yeah, all the different ways to reflect. All the different ways, to, yeah, yeah, all the different ways to reflect and bring us back to that happiness. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Rebecca. Jan. Hi, Sierra. Um, well, when I, when I came onto the call, I had been in a probably 30 plus minutes of really strong identification Mm-hmm. And what I'm appreciating right now is <laughs> how 
practice always comes through. I mean, that there's this call tonight that I, yeah, that just being in it, having done recording and listening earlier to fend off some of the, as someone said just a minute ago, the attacks, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then then sort of succumbing to that and going, just realizing, oh, wow, I'm identified. So just so grateful for the call because <laughs> it's sure hard to stay identified when you're with Sangha and when you're hearing other people's experiences that you can go to, I mean, that you know from mm-hmm. practice mm-hmm. and just, yeah, just feeling a lot of gratitude for that. Yes, much gratitude. And yes, you know, again, ref- having it reflected to us what what we know to be uh, authentic, and that, you know, just that harmonizing or, or um, I, the word, I, that, you know, to, yes, to, you can be totally identified and then to get on a call and, and, uh, and to just really recognize authenticity and what a support that is yes 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 and also to watch the voices the stories come in um, to attack that that realization and Uh you know to to just see that for what it is and uh, I guess just reaffirm how vigilant practice is critical to not, well, it's just there. But at the same time, there are going to be those, that's going to happen at times. And uh, to, (laughs) what's just dropping now is just to have compassion for this life, for anyone, for this Mm -hmm. life, any life that goes through that, because Mm -hmm. it is hellish. And we Mm -hmm. have the blessing of knowing there's an alternative, as was just talked about, that we can choose. Um, and sometimes we get sort of trapped because um, that's that's what I guess I got to see tonight is just that sense of being trapped and just mm-hmm. needing to go off to be by myself to relax and of course then to be on this call and uh, to be reminded of what's true. Yeah, just mm-hmm. to be reminded. Yes, boy. And I'm sure we all can remember times when we were identified way longer than 30 minutes. Now. <laughs> <laughs> and that the, the miracle of practice that, I mean, it's indescribable that, you know, there is this, this call available and, um, and be able to recognize what we're up against and to hear yeah the relentless nature of the voices, even as you're on the call and, and be able to see that and, and the compassion that that um, engenders for what mm-hmm. we're all up against. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you just um, said because it's been said so often on the, the, the morning show, uh, pro, our class, whatever year long retreat um, of just, you know, the whole point is seeing we're here mm-hmm. to see it. We're here mm-hmm. to see it. And that, that constant reminder is so terrifically helpful because then when I am in it, as tonight, you know, being a, I'm seeing it. 
and I'm and I'm I'm actually <laughs> I have the opportunity there to see it. Oh, I'm just getting to see. Yeah, and there was actually a looking to see how it works. Wow, I didn't get that until just now. So I was wow. in the midst of it, but there was the looking of even feeling trapped, but seeing how that system works. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. There is awareness practice, you know, to just to be in it and watching the whole thing and actually, yes, gathering information about how it happens and the journey in and the journey out sounds like yes yes because the journey in what i what i've been i've been going through some physical pain stuff and um that for me recently and that what i got to see tonight excuse me is that takeover at at that vulnerable state (laughs) that physical state and yeah i just i'm going to say the sense of it is it shouldn't be this way. I don't deserve this. Uh, mm. Enough is enough. I'm doing everything I can, blah, blah, that kind of thing. I almost, mm-hmm. I needed to say it just to remind myself of what it does. And, um, you know, that's not me. And none of that is me. That's the system. That's the process. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll just continue to see it when it comes up. And when I can, I step away from it. And when I can't, mm-hmm. I'll see more. Yes, yes, because I can imagine, you know, you, you know, a time. I, it, there was a time when none of this would have been available to you, and oh yeah, and and, and it's the constant um, or the the uh, repeating experience of it that allows us to be able to gather more and more information to just watch it more closely uh, as we go along and oh yeah. oh sorry go ahead no that's okay that's it what, what dropped in for me as you were saying that it's just that <laughs> I used to be terrified of horror movies mm-hmm. and when I was young um, and what just dropped in is it's almost like getting to watch that and realize that it's not real and getting mm-hmm. to know every part of it that makes it so terrifying to the part that will believe it or mm-hmm. something like that. And yes. just, um, that's what we're, <laughs> that's in part what I guess I was seeing, uh, not realizing it at the time, but realizing it now that that's part of what I got to see. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. Looking at that horror movie and realizing <laughs> the movie. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yep. It's all made up. This is all it's made all up. Made. Yeah. 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 And there's another yeah. choice. There is. And that, you know, it's like inviting the monster into the cave. The thing that's, you know, we've been told is the scariest thing of all. Inviting that in to see that mm-hmm. it really doesn't have the power we've been led to believe it does. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah instead of running from it to invite it into the cave and face it and realize mm-hmm. it doesn't have the power that it would want us to 
believe that it has. Right. Thank you, Sequoia. Thanks, Jen. Jen. This is Michael. Jen and then Michael. Well, you know, I'm just sitting outside. It's so beautiful. And um, it reminded me of we have these two little baby deer on the property. And um, the other morning, I think they must have been sleeping right by my house, by my hermitage. And I walked out and this little tiny deer just looked up at me. (laughs) <laughs> just completely like literally a deer in headlights <laughs> and it was so cute and went bounding off and then the two of them just playing together just one jumping over the other and then kind of almost like they were playing tag like then shooting off and then coming back to mom and then they come back together and oh my gosh that is the definition of delight watching that <laughs> mm-hmm. Waking up to delight right on your doorstep. Yeah, exactly. It's just so, oh, God, yeah. Um, But I was struck, something that someone said a little while ago kind of put some pieces together for me that I've been looking at around the year-long stuff and communication and all of that. Um, And the piece of... um, You know, it can be one way to communicate with someone on the phone and another way in person. And it reminded me of how extraordinary the communication with my mom that's available to me now um, versus what what used to be. And And that relationship was actually, for whatever reason, was one of the very first to transform. So it's been a number of, I mean, it used to be really, really challenging to communicate with her, I guess, mostly because I took it so deeply personally. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And it's been years that I mostly, on the phone, it's much more challenging in person, which is interesting. That's one of the interesting things. But it's been years since that. It's been really um, lovely talking to her on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I've realized is that, because I've looked at that over the years and really been you know, practicing more recently with all these assignments, is that it's, it's because, you know, you know, many, many years ago, she stopped being a daily part of my life. And so... It was, in you know, in the sense of I live pretty far away from her, you know, I live in an environment where I'm not in very um, frequent contact. Um, in some ways, the when I communicate with her, it's at certain times for a certain length of time, you know, all that kind of stuff. There's a formality to it, um, to the structure of it, that really, really assists with, um, I guess, keeping me conscious. And not taking the not taking it personally. Uh huh. Uh huh. So the structure actually helps assist. It assists you to not take it personally uh, in, in 
in the conversation with your mom, which was one of the first relationships to transform, uh, it sounds like, in, in your journey with practice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, one of, and one of the more challenging relationships, it sounds like. Um, yeah, to begin exactly. With. Historically, yeah. yeah. Historically, and, yeah. And what's interesting is that... Um, what I've noticed over the years is that um, it's a little bit hard to describe, but there's a way of um, conversation, quote, going well, um, but that's different than just being present because when the conversation's, quote, going well, I think there's a way in which what can happen is I slide into basically an identity of some kind, right? Maybe sort of a, oh, this is going well. This is great. I like this. Um, mm-hmm. And almost, um, yeah, I guess, you know, what sort of traditionally I would say letting my guard down. But I don't think it's letting my guard down. I think it's going unconscious. And the reason yeah. I think that is that then she'll say something that just blindsides me. And I realize I wasn't there for that. And the way I know I wasn't there for that is that when that happens and I'm present in the conversation, it's like it's completely available to just let that go right by. Mm. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. So there you go to just really have that um, available to watch and see what happens in the conversation when you are present mm-hmm. and when you're comfortable, it sounds like, you know, that good word. It, uh, yeah, this is going my way. Exactly. And, <laughs> and then suddenly, you know, if something happens that's not, uh, you know, to, uh, to eyes liking, Mm-hmm. One can feel blindsided if it's just in a place of comfort, but in a place of presence, there's actually, it sounds like, an ability to step aside and let it, exactly, and not let it stick. Yeah, completely. And so what I've been seeing is that, you know, as I say, I think part of why all of that has been so available is that um, she isn't a part of my everyday life. So there's a way in which, okay, I mean, however it goes, I hang up the phone and I go on with my life for another several weeks, <laughs> you know. Whereas if if it's people who are in my everyday life more, you know, whether that's literally physically or, you know, I'm in contact with them or whatever it is, it's like the, it's much easier for the voices to get purchased. But what I've noticed is that, wow, that same principle is starting to be available kind of everywhere all the time. That difference between, I'm so glad you used the word comfort because I hadn't seen it that way, but but that's a perfect word for it. The difference between like, oh, this is comfortable, I like this, which really is code for now let me go unconscious and we'll all have fun together or whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then something happens, boom, right? And it's just clear, oh, I wasn't there versus just, present to present, just present. Mm -hmm. And then however it is in any given interaction, it's completely all right. 
Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it takes a, it takes a turn. It does this. It, it's this way. It's that way. You know, you almost can't label it at that point because from it really is only from an identity that it's either going my way or it's not going my way. I mm-hmm. like this. I don't like this. From presence, it really is just however it is. Yeah, and it's all right. Point. And it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. And from mm-hmm. presence, there's absolutely well, yeah. There's no comparison to yeah. how it should be or it used to be or, you know, what this means exactly. or any of that. Yeah. It, it, it's just being present to life unfolding and mm-hmm. the difference between that and, you know, yeah, having, <laughs> being in comfort and, yeah. Yeah, and it's so fun because, at least for me, I know I have a pretty strong karma this way, so I never am sure how much this is true for other people, but... I've been very conditioned to look to be reflected by, quote, other people. You know, that's that's how, yeah, just that. And what I realize is, wow, all that's happening in that, um, all that's happening in that is ego getting reflected by ego. And, and yes, I'm, I'm um, conditioned to want that, but it's the absolute antithesis of what I actually want because Uh in any interaction when presence is present to presence that is that I deeply receive my greatest heart's desire no matter Mm -hmm. what the quote quality no matter what the actual I don't even know how to say it no matter how ego we talk about what's going on in that interaction Mm Yeah, that really the heart's desire is is presence, presence being present to presence. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and 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 recognizing that exactly. Yeah. It's so that's it, and and being so grateful for, you know, it's one of those places where it's like, well, yeah, it really took everything that has happened up to now. <laughs> you know, no. There's no, um, yeah, it's just one of those places of gratitude for all of it, you know, for going through every single piece of it, every relationship there's been, every hard part of it, every, because there's such a clear sense of, um, I mean, how deep those grooves are slash were, how much wearing away um, happens over, you know, periods of time and all of that and just the gratitude for being able to be in a place where it actually is possible that I don't have to get jerked around mm-hmm. so much by ego's mm-hmm. lens of what's going on that that, that presence is available mm-hmm. yeah it's such a good point and it's not there's no shortcuts there are um, no shortcuts no yeah, shortcuts really every, yeah, every step on the journey was necessary uh, it yeah. is necessary. It is necessary. Yeah. 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 It's so true. Sequoia. It's my, yeah. You know, just that place of, you know, and when it, when it happens, you know, when I, whatever, get blindsided or one of those things happens, it feels like almost, almost instantaneously, it's a, the perspective of like, yep. Okay, good. <laughs> that just knocked off another edge. 
that's almost available right in that moment. Sometimes there's a little lag, but, you know, so it's just that sense of instead of then having it be a standard of like, oh, great, this is so good. Like, it's always available to me to be present in every <laughs> no, no, mm-hmm. and and that's fine because if, if, quote, I get blindsided, then that, great, that's just another barnacle that was there to be knocked off. Good, you know, mm-hmm. bring it on. What a great image. Yeah. If if we get blindsided, not a mistake. It's not just another to get knocked off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 In fact we could do cheer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you. Thanks, Jen. Michael. Hi, Sequoia. Um, this is great. This is, conversation is great. Uh, I love it. And uh, what just dropped in at the end of that conversation is um, a process that I've gone through uh, with my boss that has been uh, challenging. And um, so we'll be working on something. And then uh, he's very smart and knowledgeable, and there's some working on something that I don't get it. And then he'll say, oh, come on, Michael. And um, th- this is a, this is like a three-and-a-half-year journey that I'm going to compress here. But the, the first stage was sort of uh, like a shame and an overwhelm and a, I should know this and a feeling bad and um, very upsetting. That was the first phase. And then the second phase was kind of um, like getting – angry with him, like sort of back, angry back at him to his face and, um, you know, saying, well, I don't know this or you know this, I don't. Or, um, and then the third phase was kind of like, um, oh, well, whatever, when he says that. Um, and then I got it, I don't know, I got a tip somewhere or it just kind of dropped in. The last phase I've noticed is when he says it now, I just go, yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, so this is a process very much similar to what was just described. Yes, to just, um, it's all necessary. It's all, yeah, all the necessary part of the, um, of the journey and, and uh, growing and developing, it sounds like. Yes, yes, exactly. And, um yeah, from that last conversation, too, about uh, no shortcuts. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have it be any other way than it was because I guess I needed to see all of those aspects of it. You know, the, the self-hate, the feeling bad, the fighting back, the kind of apathy, and um, and just kind of realizing, like, at the end here that, wow, this, this has nothing to do with me. This has nothing, it has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to just get to that place of really seeing that all of it has nothing to do with you. And, you know, not the beginning part of the shame, the anger, the so what, none of it had anything to do with you. Yes, and it's, um, yes, yeah, so it's not personal, obviously, 
And then um, when I saw him do it to a client, <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. Wow, this is really it does, it's not even just like to employees that he does this. It's uh, it's totally impersonal. It has nothing to do with me, with anyone. Um, and so, you know, just to say, yes, the way I can practice saying yes when any other conditioning comes up. It's like, oh, yes, you see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a process you find that's applicable in all circumstances that that what you learned with your boss. Yes, and um, kind of related to that, what I've been seeing uh, more recently is when I see any conditioning, or, you know, there's some conditioning obviously is more sticky for me, um, when I can be aware that any of it is there to just say, you know, bring it on, bring it on, and with my hand motioning it and my fingers motioning it, you know, to me, come on, I'm ready. Show me what you got. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, way different than, oh, my gosh, I wish this wasn't happening. How can I, you know, make it go away to have that, you know, to, to turn and face it and say, bring it on, bring it on, motion it with your hands, with your being. I'm ready. Bring it on. Yeah, and it's just uh, it's just an extraordinary um, practice. And I was seeing this morning also, and I had an RLB call this morning, which was great, um, when someone's talking about uh, conditioning, you know, predicting something awful happening in the future, you know, and the suffering that results from that, and the guide saying, you know, whatever happens in the future cannot be any worse than what's happening right now. And um, that's just so helpful to see that. Mm-hmm. It is extremely helpful that the thing that we're afraid of happening is actually happening right now. It's not going to be any worse than this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, the last thing I was seeing that I saw this past weekend is um, I was uh, whitewater rafting. And I was a little nervous about going on that. And um, we had a guide who was great. And no matter what happened, he didn't panic. You know, we got stuck somewhere a little bit. He didn't panic. And the other thing I noticed is that he didn't give a whole lot of information about (laughs) what was coming up, like the big whitewater. You know, other people were asking about it, and I would would step away because I didn't want to give conditioning something to work with. You know, like I was just talking about, didn't want to give conditioning anything to work with about the future. And it reminds me of being on retreat at the monastery, and I'm only given the information I need when I need it. And it's so helpful. It is so helpful to just have the information you need when you need it, instead of giving a conditioned mind a whole lot of fodder about, uh, you know, what could possibly happen or what could possibly be ahead or and you know how could that ever be known we're we're back to presence um being present to presence um just to be here yes. in the moment unfolding instead of having this picture about what might happen 
Yes, yes, and what's going to go horribly wrong and, and all of that, which is to kind of get the information, okay, you know, as we come to this rapid, you know, you paddle on the left a couple times or, and it was, it was just, it was just so, um, helpful to be there, to be present in the moment and to be responsive in the moment as life guides me, you know, and as I've been trained through practice. Mm-hmm. 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 Sounds helpful. Sounds very relaxing to, to just be there and, um, and yeah, as was pointing to a lot tonight, we get what we need in the moment we need it. You know, the tools are there. And it sounds like that was what your experience was. Yes, yes. And just the last little thing here is I'm just so grateful for so many practice opportunities. You know, today I had an RLB call early in the morning, and then there's the morning radio show. And now there's now there's group tonight and then Sunday workshop coming up. It's just, you know, it's relentless in the best way possible against conditioning relentlessness. It is. And what just dropped in is it's it's relentless love in the best way possible. And mm. you know, truly thank thank God there's that relentless love in the face of the what we've all experienced of the relentlessness of conditioned mind. Yes. Thank you, Square. Thank you, everyone. Thank Thank you, Michael. Anyone else? Well, thank you all in Gusho.